You're listening to Art of the Unknown, the podcast documenting a spiritual journey into the uncharted territories of the soul and the psyche. My name is Sarah Cruz, and I am going to be your host. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. In this episode, we are going to be diving deeper into our understanding of trauma in a way that is personal, real, and of course, authentic. And the reason that I am choosing to present this topic and this conversation in this particular manner and way is because I believe that in our conversation of trauma, of healing, and ultimately of our understanding of human suffering, we are missing the personal, the vulnerable, and the most raw stories and experiences of this topic. And again, I believe that by exposing who we are, how we are suffering, why we are suffering, and ultimately what is inside of us, by exposing that to ourselves and then the world, that is going to help us collectively heal, understand each other, and collectively birth a new way of being, a new way of existing, And a new way of letting go of the past so that we can begin creating a new future. And as you can probably tell, I'm starting off this season talking about trauma and sharing my experiences and my story with the world because, again, If we can begin creating and having a new and different conversation about our suffering, by doing so, we are going to create a new and different way of healing both individually and together. So in the last episode, episode number one of season two, which is this new season, I began that episode by talking about my most recent traumatic experience. You can go back and listen to that episode if you want. And I wanted to follow up with this episode by sharing about my, (laughs) I guess, childhood traumatic experiences. And I'm doing this because I am trying to shine a light on the way that we are hurting Again, I keep saying it so that we can begin healing in a new and different way. So in this episode, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be talking about my personal stories of traumatic events, traumatic (laughs) experiences, whatever you want to call it, growing up under the age of 18. So that's going to take part. That's going to take place in the first part of the episode. Part number two, I want to do a little bit of reflection, a little bit of looking back on those experiences and what 
what kind of lessons we can learn and what we can take away. And then in the third part of this episode, we are going to be doing a short sound healing exercise. And again, when I started this season, part of the intention was to leave you with something that you can actually do, something that is going to help move you forward on your own journey of healing, because ultimately that's why we're here, okay? We're here not just that we can share stories, insights, knowledge, lessons learned, but so that you can also have something practical that you can do to help move you forward. So even before I started recording this episode, I wrote down a list of the traumatic experiences and events that I wanted to talk about today. But before we even dive into the storytelling aspect of the episode, I think it's really important that we all get on the same page so that we all have the same kind of understanding of what does the word trauma even mean. And I know depending on what sources you're researching or who you're asking, there's a few different understandings of what is trauma, but the one that I feel kind of gives the best understanding. The word trauma comes from a Greek word meaning wound. And that's kind of like the bare bones definition of trauma. And I could not agree more. Trauma is a wounding. It is a wound (laughs) that, that hits us at the core of our being that affects us all the way into the depths of our very soul. And it is this understanding of the word trauma that I believe really shows us the depths that this event or this series of events or this experience, it really shows us the depths that it harms us and affects us and has left kind of a a mark, you can say, on our very soul. So I just wanted to give you that tiny little perspective when we're talking about trauma because this wounding, it it doesn't really matter what the outside event was, what occurred, how it occurred, why it occurred. What really matters is that is the effect that it had on you. It is that wounding. It is that moment of emotional and psychological crisis. It is that separation of self that was experienced because of the event that happened, right? And as we dive deeper into our understanding of trauma, And as we dive deeper into the soul and into the psyche, we're going to see that that wounding that we're talking about, that particular trauma that we're referring to, it is that wounding that is the source of so much of our suffering because within that wound, you'll see a separation. You'll see a separation of ourselves from ourselves. And it is that very wound 
that needs to be healed so that we can experience what that true union of self feels like so that we can experience what it feels like to be whole. I mean, I believe that we always are whole, but sometimes I don't think we're aware or conscious of our wholeness, which is why we suffer. Speaking of suffering, (laughs) I am just going to start going down the line of everything that I wrote in terms of events that I remember growing up that were traumatic. And of course, this list is not um, everything. This is just kind of what came to mind. And again, the reason that I am doing this is because sometimes we move through life so incredibly quickly that if we don't take time to reflect on where we've been or what we've experienced, we can leave out some very important parts of our healing journey just because we feel like, oh, we've moved on and we don't remember or we don't think about something, therefore it doesn't affect us. But as you're going to see, there are things that can remain unhealed that still affect us, hence why they are considered traumas. So the first thing on my list is I forget how old I was. I think I was around the ages of maybe six, seven. And what happened, I still remember this so incredibly clearly, is that I was in our apartment complex and I slipped and I hit my head on the sidewalk, had to get staples. It was a whole thing. And it wasn't until recently I realized I was like holy crap that's that's a head trauma and I didn't even realize it and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I never connected the dots and I never realized how much that event affected me and again I say this because there's been so many times where I for some reason will will just fear that I'm either going to get hit in the head, somebody's just going to come up and, I don't know, hit me in the head, punch me in the head. Like I've always kind of had this fear around people getting close to my head and being hit there. And it wasn't until recently, years later, did I connect the dots and I was like, holy crap, that totally makes sense. I experienced this very painful (laughs) event related to my head and then of course it stuck with me and I carried around this fear of being hit again and it shows up not just by having this, this feeling or this sense of fear but also recently when they started trying, you know, those those things where they will try to take your temperature before you go into a store in California. That's where I'm at. And they take, they try, they, like you walk into the the uh, workout place or whatever, and they'll like come at you with this device and try to point it, put it on your head and take your temperature. And I've always been like, whoa, like 
don't come near my head like that. And I didn't realize until recently that there is a link. There is a link between what I had experienced, what I had completely forgotten about, what I had not even considered a trauma and moved forward from, and then realize like, whoa, there is still a link. There is still a link from today to what happened to me as a kid that I didn't even, wasn't even in my conscious mind that that could even have been a thing. And again, I say this because that can totally happen where we push our traumas and our events and our pains so far in the past and bury them so deep that we don't even want or need to think about them again that we still don't realize how they are showing up and affecting us f- affecting us to to this day and as i'm recording this i'm realizing how difficult it is to really pinpoint the moment and the degree to which our trauma was experienced because trauma is not always a single event. It can be a timeline of events. It can be a whole experience happening over the course of X amount of years, X amount of times it's happened. And again, it's very difficult to be like, okay, this right here is where and when the trauma occurred. Here is when the separation of self happened. Here's where you started to fragment reality and split your consciousness, okay? It's very, very difficult, especially looking back on what happened. And again, I'm saying all this because the next thing I want to talk about is when my grandparents passed away and my aunt. And losing three family members within the span of a few years as a child is definitely difficult. And it's hard to say when exactly that moment of severe crisis happened within me because again it's really really hard to pinpoint but growing up I forget how old I was I believe maybe around the age of age of eight that's when or maybe I was younger that's when my grandma passed away from cancer and then a few years later my grandpa also passed away from cancer and I believe within that same year my aunt also passed away from cancer and it was very very difficult not only the losing of family members but again years later it 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 took me a while to realize that yes the individual passing of family members was difficult but the sequence and having multiple family members pass in in that time frame was also difficult because it it felt like that was the death of what I understood family to be it felt like my a fam like the concept of family in my life had also died with them and I did an earlier episode on um on this podcast about it 
season one. I don't remember what episode number it was, but again, it's, it's a very, it was a very complex, um, grieving process because I don't think the grief also, it didn't hit me until years later. And when I say years later, I want to say at least 10 years later, did I really start to be like, wow, that impacted me in a very, very deep way. And there's still a lot of healing to be done around what happened. And I'm not here to pretend that I have all the answers, okay? In fact, it's just the opposite. I'm here to just open up this conversation and open up this direction of healing so that we can better understand ourselves and the way that we have been hurt or are currently hurting so that we can move forward, so that we can heal, and so that we can gradually start taking our power back. Because when it when we talk about, oh, these are the things that I experienced and the traumas that happened, it's such a complex human issue, okay? Human suffering is very complex. If we had the cure, if we had like the solution, there wouldn't be so many people on this earth suffering. And that's why I'm diving into this direction and talking about these topics, even though it's difficult, is because I believe that there is still healing to be done within our depths and within our stories. And if we don't start talking about it and sharing it, then it's just going to live inside of us unhealed and unnoticed. So hopefully something about either this episode or the things that I am sharing will hopefully help you be able to reflect within yourself and maybe find some ways that you still need to heal or maybe hopefully this episode will be one of the things that helps you heal because you're realizing what still lives within you and when we experience these these traumas and these events they're they're not something that we take a pill and the trauma is automatically solved. They're not something that we can just push further back into our minds and forget about and repress and it's gone. We don't have to think about it anymore. Out of sight, out of mind. No, no, definitely not. Okay. By bringing these things into the light, they no longer have power and control over us. And I'm not saying that what I'm doing or how I'm going about this is everybody's preferred method of healing. I'm saying that this is one avenue. This is one method. This is one way to go about it. And for me, putting it out there and being open and honest about the ways that I have suffered, personally for me, that takes away so much of the fear and the shame 
and the guilt and the anxiety that's been living inside of me because of these events. And I'm not saying that everybody has to, you know, go on a podcast and expose their traumas to the world. Like, no. (laughs) But what I am saying is that if you can begin looking inside of yourself and seeing the ways that you are hurting, then you know what needs to be healed. And a lot of the time, it doesn't even take looking inside of us to realize if and how we are hurting. What we have experienced and the pain that we are still holding on to or how our traumas have affected affected us can they don't have to they don't have to be realized just by you know meditating for hours and going within that i'm trying really hard not to swear but that stuff can be realized just by taking a look at your life and what's not working and what is causing you pain even in the external world aka toxic relationships toxic relationship with money um just so many things a constant pattern of self-sabotage okay I'm sure like I'm not alone (laughs) looking at life and seeing what such a freaking mess it is sometimes like that's that's with me like I just looking at my life and being like wow how did this happen how did I end up at the same downhill points or rock bottom point again and again and again okay I didn't need I don't need self-reflection to realize that you know what there's something inside of me that maybe still needs a little bit of work and a little bit of healing which brings me to my next topic of discussion and that is the trauma associated specifically with money or the lack thereof. And I don't think this is talked about enough, but one thing that I wrote down that definitely impacted me was, I forget how old I was, uh, maybe 15 or 16, being evicted, okay? Not having, my family not having enough money for rent, having to pack up the... My mom, the three kids, and the two iguanas, and then go move into my dad's little two-bedroom apartment, which made everything, just every, just it, that amplified the chaos and the dysfunction and the anger and the hurt and the pain that amplified it to a whole new level, okay? I consider that year of being evicted and having to move in the whole family like my parents were separated and divorced right moving into my dad's apartment with everybody that was one of the worst years of my life that was just it was just a big dysfunctional mess okay but my point being is that the lack of money watching my mom constantly struggle to pay rent, having to be on food stamps, the shame and the embarrassment associated with that, growing up in a little apartment and being embarrassed to have friends over because there was mattresses in the living room. Like we, it was messy. It was dirty. It was just, it, 
it like how else do you explain this kind of like that's financial hardship for you right and I don't think that we have enough awareness and there's not a conversation enough conversation around the fact that we as a society we're currently traumatizing kids right here and now because of the lack of funds the lack of resources the lack like this is ridiculous lack of food like and money for food like this (laughs) the it's just ridiculous and the fact that there is trauma associated with money and the lack of resources it's like why (laughs) like why is this happening and why are we not taking this type of trauma and this effect on humans seriously and again getting evicted it wasn't just about losing your I guess, yeah, losing your place to live, but that instability, that chaos, that feeling as though you have nowhere to go, you have nowhere to live. And that's definitely still impacted me and affected me up until this day. There's always that fear of loss around my home, around not having that foundational peace, that sense of security, that sense of home and safety. Like also it didn't help. I think I counted and it was like between the ages of zero to 18, we moved about 13 different times. It was like hopping from one apartment complex to another. It was not being able to afford rent here. So let's move someplace cheaper. It was just that whole instability and chaos and even though yes I can pinpoint this is when we got evicted but that that whole experience and that feeling of trauma around watching my mom struggle to pay rent and to pay bills and constantly worried about it like Again, it's hard. You can't you can't really pinpoint the time and the place because it happened over a long period of time. And it was almost kind of like a bunch of a bunch of like little baby micro traumas over and over and over again. And I'm bringing this up because I don't think we realize how much certain things can either be traumatic to people or impact them in a way that causes long-term human suffering. Like there's no reason for this. We have the resources, we have the abilities, we have the skills. Like people, like that's the last thing people should be traumatized about is like not having a place to live. And even though I'm sitting here talking about this on my own podcast, I still feel this sense of, shame around talking about the things that impacted me almost as though it's like in the back of my head like you know what other people have it worse like that wasn't actually that bad it's like I'm almost kind of trying to convince myself that how I suffered and why I suffered wasn't really that big of a deal and that's kind of the barrier that I know that I have to get through personally, but I think that's also a collective barrier. It's like we don't we don't want to feel like we are complaining or we are 
doing something like this for sympathy or for attention. Like, absolutely not. This, again, the intention is to start the conversation around our healing and our hurts and our traumas so that we can move forward collectively. And that means meeting each and every single one of us where we are at, okay? It's creating an open door and an open space for everybody to show up as they are with their own experiences, with their own stories, without comparing it to the person next to you and realizing that everything we experienced was valid, okay? And once we can get there, then we can move forward and start putting everything behind us and moving forward and healing. And I don't know why I wanted to bring that up, but I just, I could, I can start to feel myself being like, why are you even bothering Sarah? Like, (laughs) Like, come on, get over it. Uh, Again, this is part of the process. This is just our first step forward. Okay, I'm just realizing that we're just skimming the surface too. Oh my gosh. Um, I did not prepare for this. Like, we're just getting started. And... Last thing that I want to briefly talk about, of course, I've listed a few things that have impacted me, have, um, can be labeled as types of traumas. And the last one is, of course, something that I don't even remember. Okay. It's a trauma that I don't even remember. And this one is something that I have been grappling with for the past few years, trying to understand. I do not have a memory of this event, of this trauma, but deep within my being, within my soul, there has always been this fear. There has always been this belief that I was sexually assaulted as a child and I do not remember it, okay? I do not have a memory of the event. The only thing that I have is this feeling within myself that something terrible and traumatic and life-changing in a negative way happened to me. And again, this is difficult because there's no memory. There is no proof. There is no hard evidence or any facts to support what I am saying. And is it even true? I don't know. But what I do know is that I, at least in my own perspective and opinion, have been living my life as though it was, as though this happened. And I say that the last few years I've been grappling with this is because I've been trying to really understand and find the truth of what happened. And there's a part of me that I guess has to maybe realize that there might not be a truth in the outer world, 
but there is definitely a truth in the inner world. And what I mean by that is there might not be any direct any direct evidence supporting this belief, but within me I I would say yes. That happened. And this is where we start entering into the spiritual realm. And this is why I believe that there are so many of us that are going towards spiritual beliefs and practices is because we are trying to heal ourselves. We are trying to find a way to resolve the inner conflict that we are experiencing. And as I journey deeper within myself and within my mind and my psyche and my soul, what matters is the impact and how I'm living my life today. And if I'm living my life today as if I'm still holding on to some kind of trauma, some kind of event, some kind of scarring, some kind of deep wounding, what matters is that there is still healing to be had and there is still work to be done and there is still a transformation to be made and there's another way of existing and being that I deserve and and I bring this up because I think it's really important to realize that at some point on our journey of self-understanding, of growth, of reflection, of whatever you want to call it, there comes a point where we have to stop looking outside of ourselves for validation, for somebody else to be like, yes, that happened to you, therefore you're allowed to feel this way. And I think it's important to realize that at some point, it is up to us to cl- to reclaim ourselves completely and then to make that decision how we are going to move forward do I remember being sexually assaulted no do I understand the complexity of every single event that happened to me and how it harmed me no but at some point there is this this realization that there is an aspect of ourselves our traumas, our past, our memories of whatever that is unknown to us. And even though that is unknown, it doesn't negate the healing or the work that needs to be done so that we can experience peace or freedom or whatever it is that we are looking for within ourselves. And for some of us, that aspect that still remains unknown to ourselves can feel a little bit uncomfortable dealing with and moving towards, but it is that unknown that lives within us that is also our source of healing, okay? That is the very thing that we are diving deep towards because there is always going to be an aspect that is unknown. And if we can become comfortable going in that direction, we'll discover that the very things that we are looking for are within that unknown 
and that the unknown is not as scary as we make it out to be. And I just want to clarify a little bit because I think my use of the word unknown may have been used incorrectly for a second. When I say that we do not remember our traumas and that they still live in an unknown part of ourselves, I'm not saying that by diving into the unknown, we are diving directly towards repressed emotions or uh, memories of traumatic events. Like, no, I'm not saying we're diving towards that. I'm saying that we're diving towards this aspect of ourselves and of this life that is unknown, which exists what people refer to as the unconscious or the subconscious mind part of it, right? And what I'm saying is that if we can begin diving deeper into the depths of our being, we'll realize that it what exists in there isn't always scary. It's not always going to be some terrifying memory or event. What exists within the unknown aspects of ourselves is also beautiful, is also amazing and is also these qualities and abilities that we may have forgotten and it's important to realize that the things that live within us are not always scary and I say this because there's been so many times where I've been afraid to go within because I feared that different memories or events were going to pop up But it wasn't until doing this work a lot did I realize that, no, there's also good things that live within us. There's also good things that we forgot about ourselves. And I don't want it to sound like I'm saying we are going towards repressed and traumatic memories because, no, we're not trying to re-traumatize ourselves here, okay? We're trying to do a, a type of inner exploration that allows us to see the totality of our being and to reconnect with who we truly are because when we experience these traumas or events there is a part of ourselves that becomes lost there is a part of ourselves that becomes disconnected and it happens in an effort to protect ourselves in that moment okay it's it's a type of coping mechanism but what becomes lost and disconnected is also an aspect and an as also an aspect of our essence and our being that we have a right to reclaim okay so that's part of this work and that is kind of the point of me introducing and starting the series off with the topic of trauma to show you that yes these things happen hurts happen uh, traumatic events life <laughs> life will happen and life will knock you down but that is not where we need to stay and part of this healing and of this work is realizing that there is beauty within the unknown aspects of ourselves hence why this podcast is called art of the unknown there is an unknown there is an unknown that lives within us, that is also beautiful, okay? You do not need to fear yourself, your being, and your essence. And there is beauty and depth to be found within your soul and your being, okay? So 
I feel like it's time for another disclaimer. And I just wanted to say that talking about these topics is still, it's not the easiest. So I feel as though there may have been things that I said incorrectly, but I am still in the process of learning and also learning how to put this information out there. So with that being said, we are towards the end of the episode. And if you are listening now, I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, we're going to do a short sound healing exercise. And the reason that I am bringing these practices into the podcast is because I want you to have something tangible that you can do, that you can act on, and that you can walk away with. So since this is the very, very first one, I wanted to start off doing something very simple, but also can be very, very powerful. So I am going to play a sound healing bowl, and this sound healing bowl is intended to help you start bringing back that awareness of safety and security that exists within your being, okay? And when we experience trauma, when we experience something that shakes us to the core of our essence, we lose that ability to feel safe within our bodies, within our home, within this world, within this universe. And that's why I am starting off with just this simple sound sound bowl, which is specifically directed to help start bringing that sense of safety back to you simply through sound. So I'm going to play the bowl. All you have to do is listen and breathe. Okay. Very, very simple. You've been doing that up until this point if you're listening to the podcast. And again, the simple act of Listening and being still is going to help us build our practice moving forward. And the bowl that I'm playing is in note C, which is a very calming and grounding note. So this is recommended to do either when you're sitting, you're lying down, you're walking, essentially no other outside um, distractions or, uh, stimulation. And if you are distracted now or you're driving, it would probably be better to come back and listen to this part. Again, you can just listen as is if you wanted to, but just putting that out there. So again, listen and breathe and enjoy the sounds.
So welcome back. And I hope that you enjoyed that sound healing session. If you want a downloadable version of just that sound healing audible, I'm going to put that on my website, sarahcruz.com, and you can download that. I'm also going to put the link in the show notes once it's up on my site to be downloaded. And yes, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really hope that something that was either said or the sounds that you heard in the sound healing sesh helped. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening, so much for being on this journey inwards with us. If you like this episode, if you like the show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes just because that helps get this episode and this podcast in front of more people and thus spreading the healing, the unity, and of course, the beauty that exists within all of us. So again, thank you for being here and I shall see you on the next episode.